0: Hi, Margo. Hi, Sunco. <clears throat> Sounding a little rough this morning. But, uh, <laughs> well, you know, we're here. We've got our coffees. We're ready to go.
1: Yes, yeah, so morning break time. He's definitely going to go out at night. <laughs> <laughs> it's morning for us. What? Uh, what are we thinking about this morning?
0: Today, I'm what thinking about ones? what I'm always thinking about, which is the swamp
1: <laughs> return to the swamp
0: <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness I recently read um, a new article that came out about bog bodies and I thought that that would be a fun thing to share
1: you know that we here at the Bob Yaga Project love a good bog body there is no body better than a bog body <laughs>
0: Listen, I'm just saying, someone either fell or got thrown in to the bog, and then it's just like, I'm not leaving. I live here
1: now. This is where I I am. Here forever. Exact State for eternity. So, yeah, what's going on in this? It's a new article? Yes.
0: Um, But I guess, like, before we get ahead of ourselves, I do want to just, like, explain kind of quick what exactly we're talking about, right? Because, like, I said swamps, which is... Incorrect in this (laughs) case. Um, Because basically, right, you have swamps, which is like a wetland that has woody vegetation, right? So like trees or like woody bushes. You have marshes, which is like kind of scrubby, low-lying vegetation. Think like the dead marshes in Lord of the Rings, right? It's like a flat plain, wet. But then we get into the bogs, which are specifically um, a wetland that is very, very acidic and like peat bogs, right? They produce peat and that is what is doing the preservation, right? It's the fact that it's these very specific conditions um, where it is both like, it's basically acidic enough that it's going to preserve the body. We right. occasionally see preservation in fens as well, which are like the like alkaline wetlands, mm-hmm. so like the polar opposite of the bog, but Genius. the preservation tends to be less like good, basically. <laughs> um, people tend to be less well-preserved in the kind of basic water than they would be in the acidic water. So for the most part, we're finding bog bodies in bogs. bogs. Obviously. Um, and most of them that we have are from like kind of Northern Europe effectively. Um, because typically there's also an element of like, like a, a certain amount of like, um, cold weather that's needed for like preservation and bog formation, peat formation, that kind of thing. Right. So it's a lot of like Scandinavia, Ireland, parts of, uh, England and Scotland have bog bodies, and basically, these do range from people who are like basically perfectly preserved, um, you know, with skin and you know very very like life-like, basically all the way to bodies that did decompose somewhat due to you know varying environmental conditions, um, and you even have where it's the, just the bones have been kind of mummified, right? So everything else was uh, basically had decomposed and then, but the bones were, were left, right? And because it's acidic, right, these conditions allow for anything that has uh, keratin protein in it. So again, that's why people can look relatively lifelike because they retain their skin, their hair, their nails. A lot of the time, even clothing can be preserved, right? If they're wearing wool and leather, that can often be quite well preserved in in the box.
1: Right. That's Honestly, kind of gross, but also I love it. This is where this is how we like know about like the ancient Celtic tattoos and stuff, because uh, like the skin is preserved and it has the like tattooing on it, and it's like not super distorted like it would be with like traditional mummification where the skin is dried out.
0: Cool stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's this very like interesting kind of. uh, So it's yeah, it's this very like interesting kind of human remains that we have from a time that gives us this like very specific window into a past society. And we also do have bog bodies that basically date everywhere from like eight from eight thousand BCE in the Mesolithic period, and that's the Kohlberg man, which is the oldest one. And he's from Denmark. There are even bodies up till, right, like the late 19th, early 20th century that we're finding. Because again, bog body just means body that was preserved in the bog. Um, So, you know, people are getting even into, you know, the 19th and 20th century, right? People can accidentally die in the bog, be preserved and be found later. Um, You have, like potentially murder cases, right? Like that sort of situation. But the article I want to talk about is Bogs, Bones, and Bodies, The Deposition of Human Remains in Northern European Myers, 9,000 BC to AD 1900. And it was published by the Cambridge University Press and is by Roy Van Beek
1: et al. That is a huge window of time. Yes,
0: yes. Uh, And the thing is, the point of their study, right, is the reason they're doing this is that – Per their abstract, right, bog body studies have focused on rich individual biographies, largely neglecting broader spatial and temporal trends. Here, the authors present the first large-scale overview of well-dated human remains from northern European Myers, based on a database of 266 sites and more than 1,000 bog mummies, bog skeletons, and disarticulated slash partial skeletal remains. So the point of this study, right, is a lot of the work that's been done on these bog bodies has been very specific to that man, right? Like you've maybe heard of Lindo man or whatever, right? Where it's like, we are going to really, really intensely study this one person and try to figure out like how they died, what their culture was, what they're wearing, what they're, you know, whereas this new study that came out is more so about these sort of broad sweeps right of like okay let's take a look at these bigger patterns and trends because you know we we know individually that it seems like right depending on the condition that the body is in and right the wounds that they're carrying how they're dressed that kind of thing in some cases these bodies it seems like are a ritual sacrifice in other cases there's speculation that they were criminals who were put to death by being put in the bog And again, there's also, of course, a lot of either accidental death or disposing of of a murdered person. Right. So this study really hones in on, like, let's look at the bigger picture, though. And they're looking at these 1,000 individuals and following, you know, kind of mapping along how they're being preserved, how they're being, you know, the state they're being found in they're finding basically that there's initially a bunch of sporadic examples, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but that you start to see this very like intentional deposition, like, and and it it becomes more widespread practice and more consistent in the sort of early to middle Neolithic. And for the next 7,000 years, it basically seems to continue and that there, there are, you know, kind of fluctuations, but that, you know, basically starting in the early Neolithic and goes on for about seven millennia, you've got people depositing bog bodies with, with some amount of like intentionality behind it. Like these are people who are, you know, either dressed or done up or, you know, prepared in such a way where you're like, okay, this isn't like a lost traveler. And this isn't someone who was just dumped like,
1: i didn't fall down
0: yeah i didn't like get lost in the bog and this is where i am forever now like it's a okay there's you know indications that this person was intentionally put here and like not like secretly put here if that
1: makes sense (laughs) yeah this is not a clandestine event
0: exactly They also point out that the kind of bog mummies, as they're calling the ones that are more kind of well-preserved, have typically been more more studied and that they do generally date to the more recent phases, so like the end of that 7,000 years. But with their approach right there, including bog skeletons and, again, the like disarticulated bones, right, that, okay, there's clearly would have been... A skeleton here but most of it wasn't preserved and this kind of increases the size of their database and it's basically allowing them to consider more individuals than are typically considered in this kind of time period Mm -hmm. Um, and then at the same time right they're also taking into account things like do these appear to be violent deaths or do these appear to be like you know natural deaths or like peaceful deaths and again there is this kind of big shift over time where in the earliest period that they're looking at so from like 9,000 to 7,000 BCE none of the deaths seem to indicate violence um, Hmm. versus like right if you look at from 5,200 BCE to 2,800 BCE violent deaths make up 17% of the like bodies that Mm -hmm. they're looking at, which to be fair, I mean, the samples are relatively small. 17% is only seven bodies, but Mm -hmm. that's still a big jump.
1: Do uh, violent deaths. I don't know if this would even be in the article or not, but like, does it seem like they're also part of the like ritual Like, these are the human sacrifices? Or is it just, like, oh, we don't know why, but these people have, like, trauma to their bodies?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's basically, like, it does seem to be involved with some amount of ritual, but of course there's also the, like... Could have also just been (laughs) murder? Like, (laughs) again, it's... They... uh, yeah, it, it's definitely left ambiguous, but it is this sort of, you know, it's it's an interesting phenomenon to look at that. And then, you know, you have j- just looking at, like, how, how these change over time, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's about all I have to say about bog bodies. I just <laughs> thought it was an interesting little article about, like, hey, yeah. we should talk about, like, kind of looking at the broader picture of what's going on.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, like, so I think that this is cool because it tells us, like, I think for people who aren't, like me, <laughs> mm-hmm. people who aren't, like, super involved in, like, archaeological aspects of historical study, um, it sort of shows, like, how... So for, like, those of us who aren't involved in, like, the archaeological aspects of history so much, it shows us, um, like, I'm always really curious as to, like, there's such few, like, things to look at. Like, how do we make any claims about this? But, like, I think looking at these kinds of studies and, like, how they're actually going about, that like research and like what's being taken from obviously like from individuals is cool but this has been showing like as a kind of species and as like developments of culture happen like how that how people like the methodology of how people do this kind of research which i don't know if our listeners are into but i think is cool and so that's what they're getting so, <laughs> suck it listeners and <laughs>
0: also <clears throat> this article is uh like, available online if you want to actually go through and read more closely. Like, it's not behind a paywall or whatever.
1: Which is how we like... It. That's how we like... That, that's our, how
0: we like our research, personally.
1: Yeah, but hot takes from Bobby Aga, uh, Open
0: access is good.
1: Knowledge should be free.
0: <laughs> Brand new idea for this podcast.
1: Yeah, maybe... Um, Maybe a future break time, I'll just do a whole rant about public funding and open access. Perfection. (laughs) The history of the Academy. But that's for another day. Today, bog bodies. We've got more information on how they ended up in the bogs. People are super weird and, for whatever reason, really want to put dead people in bogs, it appears. (laughs) I mean,
0: it... There is, like, the whole discussion as well, right, like, about, not not necessarily in this article specifically, but just sort of more mm-hmm. broadly, right, of, like, bogs as being these sort of, like, very important spaces, right, it's this kind of liminal space, yeah. right, where, like, it's not quite earth, it's not quite water, it's this kind of, like, yeah. in between place and, like, Right. I mean, again, it's obviously we have to speculate to a certain degree because figuring out what exactly people were thinking like thousands and thousands of years ago is difficult, but there is that kind of thought of like, well, you know, they probably had some kind of feelings about, right. Like, yeah, this sort of in between place. Um, And of course, there's also ideas of like ritually sacrificing to gods or goddesses or other deities Um, and beyond that like in the later period again I'm like it's a place to dispose of a body if you need to so there's that
1: I think it's interesting to look at these things and look at these like super super old things where people are preserved because it's it's really fascinating just how long people have been like practicing funerary rites. Yeah. I mean, even like I saw this really cool, um, it was at like the National Museum in Ottawa a couple years ago about Neanderthals, this like exhibit about Neanderthals. And it mm-hmm. had like an exhumed grave site where like Neanderthals were also, it was like very clearly a whole like ritualized funerary practice that was happening. Which is really interesting, just that like this is a, like not, it's like now currently, because we destroyed Neanderthals, it is like a sort of uniquely human thing, but that it's, it's not really, it's just like this thing that happens, you know, when you have like a certain level of, of cognition that. I was going to
0: say, but we're still not completely alone. Elephants. Yeah. Elephants have funerals. Um, so like we still have buddies out there who are also you know they mourn their loss.
1: Yeah, I think that's really that's really interesting. I think it it makes like we have this idea that like ancient man was just like vicious and like uh, like unthoughtful, like that they yeah. weren't they weren't like thinking at the levels that people were like once we had like cities and urban development and like this like you know intense like cultural practice that ends up being written down like with the Greeks and Egyptians and things like that. Yeah, but like, but they were, <laughs> and I yep. think they're, like the bodies here and like that you have like literally thousands of years of, like, this is the same kind of cultural practice that's happening, that they're, yeah, I think this is another thing that, like, really deeply kind of overturns the, like, 19th century progress narrative, you know? I love anything that's going to, like, rip a nice, neat little hole in the progress narrative.
0: Yeah, and I think it's it's very much a, like, people have always been people... (laughs) Yeah, you know, And like, I, I do think that it's this, yeah, like we have this idea of like, oh, well, like, you know, they were like lesser than us because they didn't have like as much technology or like as much mm-hmm. whatever available to them. And you're like, I oh, don't know, like they have different stuff, but they're doing mostly the same thing.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Like they're caring for. Other group members they're burying their dead, yeah, trying to get enough food to eat, like,
1: yeah, worrying about divine wrath, <laughs> yeah,
0: pretty consistent narrative
1: here, yeah, yeah. Anyway, shout out to the Bog Body for Bog Bodies for uh helping us figure stuff out. That's dope. And thank you, so much for having a break
0: thanks for taking a break with me yeah I'll see you next time
1: yeah this baba yaga break time was brought to you by patreon supporters just like you follow us at baba yaga project on twitter instagram facebook and tiktok